Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You're listening to Chicago's number one sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. A radio.com sports station. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. The Score! This hour is brought to you by Advent. If you have snoring, sleep apnea, or nasal breathing problems, go to adventnose.com to schedule your appointment. Mully and Hall. Live and local. Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score. That's it. This will make headlines. Oregon State is going to the Sweet 16. The Oregon State Beavers, they've just captured another win at the NCAAs. They've won five in a row in eight of nine, and Wayne Tinkle comes up with a huge, huge win. And now the regional semifinal in that side is set with Loyola of Chicago against Oregon State. The Beavers are going to the Sweet 16. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Oh, you know we love talking to the Chicago guys made good. And we are delighted to welcome the Oregon State coach, Wayne Tinkle, to the score hotline presented by Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. Coach, good morning. How are you? Hey, Coach. I'm doing great. So good to be with you guys. Well, I got to tell you, we have so much to talk about because your story and your connection here is absolutely extraordinary, but it is one of the great facts of my life that I've gotten to work here at The Score, which was the radio home of one Doug Buffone, and I got to do a radio show with Doug and become friends with him and share an office with him, and I nearly fell off my chair as I heard that he once was a babysitter for your older siblings. How bizarre is that? How did you hear that story? You That's told incredible. it. You told this two or three years ago on yes. uh, on Sports one of those morning football games uh, at Oregon State. I believe. That's great. That's unbelievable. You tracked that down, but uh, yeah, for sure. We when we lived there the first time, we lived in Highland Park. And and he he babysat some some of my uh, older siblings, and uh, you know the story was uh, obviously told multiple times, and uh, just incredible. I mean, we grew up, you know, we're lucky to get to a couple Bears games. I, obviously, you know, back then we'd go to Wrigley Field, and the cheapest ticket was in the bleachers, you know, and and 
Mom would pack a couple sandwiches. Dad would allow us to buy one bag of peanuts. That was it. But, you know, I'm the youngest of 11 kids. So there's probably six, seven of us would go to the game. And it was like 250 a, a ticket, you know. And, and now, shoot, that, you know, the bleachers are some of the most, you know, popular seats in, in the whole place. And it just, you know, this whole deal is just flashing back so many great memories of my childhood that it's unbelievable. Coach Tinkle, for people who might not be aware of the connection, you spoke about it the other day, and it is really a, a tremendous story. But just could you fill in some of the gaps briefly? Because your father was an administrator at Loyola, and so as fate would have it, you're playing the Ramblers this week, but it brings back a lot of those memories because you recall being on the campus and going to work with your dad on some days the way I understand the story. No, for sure. I mean, we, we when I was born in Milwaukee, my dad was Dean of Met at Marquette, in, and I was born in 66. We moved to Chicago when he got uh, the Dean of Students job at Loyola in 67. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, as the years went on, I, I, I can remember you know, going, going to campus. He had a North Shore campus uh, and then had a campus downtown at the Water Tower place. You know, we, we would go to work. Uh, he'd take his young, you know, baby boy to work. I'd run around the halls, get in trouble, and then uh, we'd take off uh, to go to a Cubs game. You know, first pitch was always one fifteen, just me and my pops, and just great, great memories. Father Baumhart, who was the president sure. back then, came came to yeah, came to our house at least twice a month for dinner. Uh, a lot of event, the Evans Scholars. Uh, I remember, you know, going on a little uh, a Porsche rally with. You know, guys like Roger Dunzelli, Dick Cook reached out to us the other day, and guys said, oh, you're the baby of the family. Looks like you got hit by uh, an ugly branch. And I said, well, better than you. You got hit by the whole tree. We had, some, we had, we had a lot of fun back then, and, and it's, it, you know, my older siblings stay in contact with a lot of those folks. Those stories are handed down to me, and uh, just it's all unbelievable. I remember hearing you know, George Ireland. I remember going to games, you know, uh, back back in the in the mid to late seventies, and they're just it's unbelievable. As I saw saw them uh, beat Illinois the other night, I said this this would be an unbelievable story if we were able to get by Oklahoma State and we meet Loyola in the Sweet Sixteen. And it's not about me; it's about our guys and the two programs. But it's but it's really special for the Tinkle family, and we're going to relish it for sure. And I'm just curious, do you have, I mean, you're the youngest of 11. Of those, you left when you were in eighth grade, I think. Your dad got the job at Gonzaga, yes. and that's when you guys moved. Did Did any of your siblings um, stay in Chicago, move to Chicago? Do they live here now? You know, most. My, I've got a brother in Wisconsin, the oldest, and he actually played for Al McGuire his freshman year, but back then freshmen couldn't play. He transferred to Lakeland College to play football and basketball with his best friend from high school, Pat Curran, who was, you know, a tight end in the NFL for a number of years. Uh, wow. He still resides uh, in Wisconsin. He was at our game the other night. Uh, the, the rest of the family moved out west. We, we when we went to Gonzaga, everybody else came out west uh, and stayed there. Um, so I've got a ton of cousins. I, I had four cousins at the game the other night um, that. I hadn't seen in 2016. You guys will love this. I looked at our calendar and we saw, you know, in early September, we start school late September. We had a little window for vacation. So my two daughters were working, but my wife and my son and I, Trace, who played for me, we came to Chicago and we saw the San Francisco Giants series 
uh, in 2016. It was around Labor Day. <laughs> and we saw cousins that I hadn't seen in 35 years. You know, and I mean, we grew up together. You know the families. I mean, we yeah. were doing stuff every weekend, you know, back then. And, and I hadn't seen them in so long. It was great to catch up. They came to our game um, the the other day, and it was it was awesome because I had to wave from them from afar. But it was great to have them there, and then you know exchanging calls and just talking about you know what everybody's doing, and 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 just such a neat neat vibe to, to have them there. And our roots, we grew up out west too, but our roots have always been in Chicago. My mother, native Chicago, she grew up there. Uh, you know, my dad was a Detroit guy. They met. Uh, when he was on leave, he was in World War II. That story is unbelievable. How he was, they, his, he had a buddy who was dating a gal from Chicago. They were going to be on leave. There was a big dance on the pier. Hey, let's match up my seven buddies with seven of your girlfriends. They all met. My dad said, Hey, if anybody, if she doesn't uh, if she doesn't disagree, I want her to be my date tonight because he was matched <laughs> with somebody else. And and this from there, boom, they go on and eleven kids and a great story, but. Chicago means so much to us. We went back. I took my son on a father-son trip going into his senior year. We went and saw the Cubs, unfortunately, play a couple games against the Brewers. I think they were shut out in both games. This was last year. But uh, we've got so many fond memories that uh, we're, we're always going to call it a, you know, a part of our home for sure. That's great. And, and you know, Coach, you're going up against another Chicago guy in Porter, Porter Moser. Just wondered, do you have any connections with him? He's also a huge Cubs fan. The, the closest connection I could find was that when your Montana team beat Porter's Creighton team in 1988, when you both were players in college, uh, he didn't play. You had a rough shooting night, but that's the closest I could get to finding you going against him in basketball. Well, I didn't have a rough shooting night. I got fouled a lot, and they weren't called. That's what that's the real story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, you know, we, we got to know each other uh, in a couple of different situations, uh, you know, out on the road recruiting, having a dinner, you know, out in Vegas. And then he was on the Nike trip uh, a couple of years ago. Nike brings you know, a lot of their coaches on a really cool trip in the summer. Uh, and uh, we might have shared a, an old-fashioned or two. And I told him the story about my connection to Loyola. I know he's done a heck of a job. I know he's going to have his team geared up uh, for us, and uh, they're they're a very very good team. So disciplined on both ends, it's going to be a fun matchup. I got a buddy of mine I used to coach with who said that the over under might be sixty points. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a bloodbath, and I, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, the neat thing is, you know, we we went through the Pac-12 tournament, and our guys were excited, but but they weren't overly you know enthusiastic like they had just accomplished all the feats we'd set out to and the same thing happened after the Tennessee game and Oklahoma State they were excited but it was like we're not done yet and so the vibe in our locker rooms pretty incredible and we hope to continue to ride that wave well, tell us about the Pac-12. You know, we don't watch enough Pac-12 basketball. We've been seeing no, so you're, much. No, you're in a bar ten. or asleep by the time we play. Exactly. That's it. It's, yeah, for us. <laughs> what? What? Why are you guys so successful? Nine and one, I believe, right now in the tournament. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I tell you, you know, there's there, there's been years where where you know the Pac-12 bias, the East Coast bias, whatever you want to call it you know, was probably justified where maybe we weren't as deep or as talented. But I'm telling you, we, we've had a heck of a run. 
you know, these last few years, uh, the coaches, we've become so cohesive uh, in terms of really pulling for each other to, to try to erase this bias. Uh, we've got, I'd tell seven out of nine years, I think we've had more players drafted you know, by the NBA than any other conference. Uh, you know, I know it's, it's been a while, a couple of years ago, Oregon made it to the final four, but you know, we feel like we've really got a lot of momentum going and, you know, it's a little different style. It's a little more open, a little more, you know, freewheeling style of basketball, um, you know, that a lot of people feel uh, really relates or translates to the next level, uh, you know, and we're, we're happy to be a part of it. I mean, we, we had some real growing pains. We lost a couple of big pieces. We added some new pieces. We lost some games early in the year. We, we had no business losing, but it was all part of the process. And here we are, you know, we are six, but got the, the five seed, uh, because of what Arizona's going through, we, we got the buy in the first round. And then, you know, we beat UCLA, we beat Oregon, and we beat uh, Colorado to win the championship. And, and and people were surprised at our success against Tennessee and Oklahoma State. But I commented that what we went through in our conference prepared us for that. I mean, we've got great athletes, uh, you know, great post players. Uh, it's a competitive league, league with, a, with a ton of great coaches. So we're not surprised by the run that we're making, and I, I hope the league is represented well not only this weekend but the weekend after. Talking with Oregon State head coach Wayne Tinkle, Loyola's opponent uh, this weekend, a Chicago guy. And, Coach, I heard you say that in an interview you have been, quote, part Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Ellen, and Oprah all in one this season. <laughs> What's made it so challenging, and how unique has that challenge been this season? Boy, you guys do your research. I'll give you that. Uh, no, it's it's been a very challenging year for everybody emotionally. But with regards to our team, you know, you look at what our players have been through, uh, you know, from, from having, you know, the, the season ending the way it did last year, uh, the social justice issues, the pandemic, obviously, that continued. Uh, you know, they've been through so much. and And I tell you what's helped us. We, we pride ourselves on really involving ourselves in our players' lives completely, not just their basketball lives. And this year we've, we've had some of the most frank conversations, you know, about all of the issues I just, I just discussed. And, and it's really built a bond and a trust that I don't know we could have built any other year. And, and they really understood how much they can rely on us to be there without judgment uh, with any of their concerns. Uh, and I'm talking academically, the pressure's on them there, which we always hold them to a high standard. On the court, the early losses, uh, everything they're seeing on social media that's going on in our society. I mean, I haven't. I, I remember having discussions about, you know, the election with a couple of our guys. And, Coach, who do we believe? Who do we listen to? And I said, listen, you just got to go by what you learned in your household growing up, what your heart's telling you. I said, you know, you – I said, I, for entertainment value, I, I turn on CNN, then go to Fox, and it's like a ping-pong match. You're going back and forth on what you're trying to get a grip on. And those things are concerning to these guys, you know. And then what right. they see on social media, which has become such an influence, then, then, then you want them to focus on basketball for two and a half hours. I mean, holy smokes. But uh, I'm blessed to have great staff around me, my family, obviously, and the support when I get home. And together, we've just stayed stayed strong through it all. We've grown through it all, trusted each other, and, and I think it's been a big part of our late season run here. 
And coach, you know, it was a struggle earlier in the year, and uh, I was reading that uh, there was a question about your future uh, in your current job, even after seven years, and, and you said that your daughters were out there uh, protecting you, and you felt sorry for anyone that would uh, uh, run afoul of them. Um <laughs> You know, we know you have two years left after this, and by virtue of making the tournament, you have an automatic third year. I saw that the athletic director, Scott Barnes, says that the two of you are going to sit down and, and talk about it, and he wants you there a very long time. So it, it's, uh, it's been extraordinary, the turnaround for you and where this team is at right now. Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take you guys back. Our first year at, at Oregon State, we had uh, eight scholarship players, and we held a tryout to fill out the roster and and we were smart we we put it at 5 30 in the morning so that you know every swing and you know what didn't show up and uh we had 22 guys show up we added we added six to the roster three of which played minutes wow. and we were picked last we had a winning record and finished seventh we upset number six ranked arizona judd heathcote who coached at montana went to Michigan State. We all know he won a national championship with Magic, did a great job at Michigan State. He calls me, and he says, what the hell are you doing? And he didn't use that word. He says, you need to slow down, or you're going to set expectations too high too soon. Then the next year, we got our first recruiting class. We went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 26 years. Same thing. you know. And, and so I think expectations went up very, very quickly. Uh, the year after that, we suffered uh, our only losing season because we had four of our top six players uh, have seizing any injuries by the end of November. Uh, so, I mean, it was it was just it was just a, a task to try to be competitive, and we lost a lot of momentum. But you know, two years ago, we finished fourth. Um, we we've won ten games in league two out of the last three years, which are the only times that's been done since 1990. So. People forget that we've done a lot of really good things, and they just harken back to you know year two going to the NCAA tournament. So you know how some of those fans can be the fickle ones, but the outpouring of support through all that has been far, far louder than any of the negative. But there were concerns because we lost a couple of tough ones. We never doubted. We knew we had the right group. We just needed to stick to the plan. But it's great that we've been able to make this run um, and, and at least squash some of those some of those stories and um you know I, I look forward to sitting down with scott barnes and having a a coldie at the end and seeing you know what what he's got planned for the future aside from these tremendous subplots when you turn on the tape and you watch loyola and how active they are defensively and the way they spread the floor and space it offensively and run everything through crutwig what concerns you the most about what your challenge is uh, on saturday well the the big thing is is getting our guys to understand that they're a high major team. You know, we, I mean, we just played Tennessee. We just played Oklahoma State. All, all the fanfare and hoopla that goes with that, getting them to understand and believe that this team is really, really good. Uh, I, I think that's the first battle. Then, then it's going to be, you know, executing our game plan. You know, we like to change defenses. We like to change coverages on ball screens and that sort of thing. We think that can help us. Um, and then how are we going to attack them? Because their 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 defense is very tough. Uh, they're very disciplined in what they do. Um, we'll have a plan on where we think they're vulnerable, and that's that's how we've had the success we've had. Our guys have bought into taking the game game plan, 
figuring out how to exploit our opponents' weaknesses, you know, and, and, and take away their strengths, and that'll be the same plan going into Saturday. But I'm not giving you my damn game plan. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about about your team. Ramon Silva is seven foot one, and I noticed that his minutes were pretty low earlier in the year. He had 32 uh, the other night against uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Ethan Thompson, your your six five wing player, he is uh, sensational. Twenty six point performance against Oklahoma State. Tell us a little bit about some of the individuals. Sure. Well, yeah, R- Roman's a guy that I think you know early on he had to work on strength and conditioning. Then he then he got COVID and had a, a two week pause, which really slowed him down after Christmas. Uh, we we really worked hard with him. Coach Kerry Rupp does a lot of work with our bigs. Uh, has done a great job of bringing him along, and then and as he's gotten back into shape and had some success, his confidence has really grown. I mean, he he led the Pac-12 for a long time in field goal percentage. He's seven one, and he doesn't try to do anything he's not capable of. You know, he's not out there trying to show that he can hit threes and all that. Really good at sealing. He's a big body with great touch and hands down around the basket and then you know he 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 set and then broke back-to-back nights our our NCAA tournament block shots you know he had three against Tennessee four against Oklahoma State so he's a good protector of the rim and with his conditioning you know his ability to get out and hedge ball screens has really improved which which was a struggle early on and he's not just fouling now now early on he's getting a lot of foul trouble uh you know trying to guard smaller quicker guys uh, Ethan, he's he's Mister Everything for us. Uh, obviously, you know, having the ball in his hands, he makes great decisions uh, off ball screens in the open floor. Uh, you know, he's a capable shooter. And shoot, he went 15 for 16 from the free throw line. But defensively, with his length at six five, he can guard multiple positions and and really wreak some havoc there as well. So th- those guys are big. Warith Alatiche uh, is as athletic a player as we've had. Uh, he's got to continue to work on his confidence out on the perimeter, but an explosive finisher and really a big-time rebounder. He had 12 rebounds the other night, uh, as well as Roman. Roman, uh, uh, oddly enough, was named after Roman Gabriel, the old quarterback wow. back in the day. Wow. So uh, that's where he got his name. But we feel those three are key. Jared Lucas is one of the best shooters out there. He's just a sophomore, but he's uh, he can be an explosive scorer. Uh, he's become a good defender as well. Zach Reichel is uh, was Gatorade uh, Player of the Year in the state of Oregon's another our only other senior, uh, you know, who's a capable shooter. He's really kind of the glue and the, the the toughness that that really sets the tone for us on both ends. And then we've got great players coming in off the bench that really buy into waiting for their time, staying positive, and then coming in to have a great impact for us. So we feel. Depth is a strength of ours when we've got everybody engaged and out there producing for us. All right, Coach, before we let you go, impressed with your plan and your preparation, but I have yet to hear how you plan to combat Sister Jean. Good luck with that. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Well, I told you guys now I'm, I'm the youngest of, of 11. I've got seven sisters. One, one, one of them uh, sadly passed away a few years ago, but I've got <laughs> Sister Catherine up in heaven. Sister Mary, Sister Christina, Sister Patricia, Sister Jennifer, Sister Rosemary, all my siblings, they're going to be praying for us. So, Sister, hey, she's she's incredible, and it's great to see the impact she's had on their program. 
but I'll put my seven sisters up against her anytime. <laughs> That's awesome. Wade, thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. Thanks, Coach. Good hey, luck. I love hearing the Chicago accent again. You guys are the best. Take care and good luck. <laughs> Take God care. God bless you. That All is right, Wade Tinkle, the Oregon State head coach. They play the Ramblers on Saturday afternoon, 140. Oh, didn't sound like uh, they're too spooked by it, David. Nope. That was fun. No. All right. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. We'll talk about it. It's Molly and Hawk, Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.